Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. There's a touch of madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to DDP Today, a show that's a little about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family. It's April the 27th, 2022, and my name is Justin, and I am so excited to be here with you today. We're recording a little bit early because I am about to head down to board the beautiful Disney magic out of Miami uh, to have a great time there. But before I went down, I wanted to make sure we got an episode, and because we are so busy, because we're recording at noon, which we never do, uh, our, our schedules are a little different. So today, I am not joined by four, uh, all four of us. I am joined by my brother, my one, the only, Mike. How are you, bud? I'm doing good. My schedule's kind of flipped around because I'm working nights this week, so this is something yeah. that I'm getting used to. It's been a very long time since I worked nights. When I first started with the city, I did my fair share, but uh, now that I'm the new guy with the uh, sheriff's department, I am the uh, the night guy for now. So um, I'm getting used to that whole uh, kind of being up all night and kind of sleeping during the day kind of thing. So this is kind of like my um, my middle of the night in the middle of the afternoon, so to speak. Yeah, man, it's got to take a while. I mean, Kate, so Katie's worked nights for 14 years. And she's pretty easy. She just worked her. She just worked three in a row. So last night was her last shift before we leave on vacation. She's sleeping now. Um, I don't know how anyone switches back and forth. I know. I mean, like, I watch her transition from, you know, working three in a row. And she's always exhausted that that fourth day. Um, but going like say you work one day and then the next next day you work nights and the next day you work days. I don't know how you do it, man. I mean, here's the thing about you. If people don't know this about Mike, you've always had a weird sleeping schedule mm-hmm. because even when you worked in the city, you were up at like 2 a.m. heading into work because yep. sometimes we would record the show and we would go to like 11. It might be like, all right, I got to get three hours sleep before I go to work. No, I'm like, you're, you're insane, man. You're absolutely nuts. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I'm doing that a couple of weeks on nights, and then I'm going back to days, and then I'm going to find out where I'm going permanently. So, but there is a lot of, you know, law enforcement's a 24 hour, seven day a week thing. So there's a lot of opportunity to work different shifts, and when they need you, they need you. So we'll uh, we'll figure it out, and I'll uh, I'll uh, put on my smiling face and do the best I can do. Uh, you finally got. I don't know about up there, but down here, Mike Mike lives about an hour and a half north of me. Um, it, we got our first really hot, hot, hot day. Like yesterday or the mm-hmm. day before. I mean, it was hot. Yep. Uh, you starting to feel that southern heat? That's something you're going to get acclimated to this summer quickly. I am. And did you get hit with that bad thunderstorm last night? Because the th- I, yeah, I we mean, got some thunderstorms. We had some yeah. loud thunder last night, but loud like I've never heard before. I mean, you know, in New York, you obviously you get thunder showers, but this was yeah. like shake the house kind of loud, which is kind of cool. Well, and I'm not, I'm not. Look, knock on wood, okay. But the water temperature is already at 71 degrees in the ocean where we are. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, as someone who's lived on the coast for 15 years, that that's never a good, yeah, never a good sign for for hurricane season coming up. So I would respect some good storms this year, probably to roll through. Yeah, we spent the day at the beach yesterday because I kind yeah, of had the day that. off. So yeah, so you know what, I'm I'm 10 minutes from the coast, 15 minutes from the coast, so I got to take advantage of that. So uh, I took my mid afternoon nap after working to uh, down at the beach, which is a nice play, to, a nice place to just kind of chill out and relax for the day. 
I love it, man. Hey, yeah, my, uh, so we're not joined by Joe. Joe is uh, actually working. He's traveling today, so he was unable to make it. And, uh, of course, Dave is on board the Disney Magic. He got on just to – I was texting him with him. You know, now if you have um, iMessage, you can now text with no fees on Disney Cruise Line, which makes it really nice. So uh, I was texting with him a little bit about the experience, and he's kind of warming, warming the ship up for me before I get on board. And uh, I'll just kind of pass him as he walks down one gangway to, to get off. I'll be walking up the other one to get on. And so super excited. If you want some more information about Disney Cruises, uh, check out our last episode we did. We talked about the difference in booking a Disney trip now. And, of course, get a hold of us at Away With Me Travel. Uh, show at AwayWithMeTravel.com. Speaking of Disney Cruises, before we get into our topic, because we do have a great topic, I want to talk a little bit about packing uh, for Disney Cruise because I started last night. And, you know, Mike, it's one thing I've always said I'm an expert at. I'm not an expert at much. I know a little about a lot, but I know a lot about <laughs> Disney Cruise Line. And uh, it's it, it, it was funny. I started going through – we have this big Disney bag. It's like a duffel bag that I could fit in. It's like, you know, five foot. You know, I might have to scrunch just a little, but <laughs> it's just full of everything Disney we could possibly ever need for any Disney trip at all times. It has our pirate costumes, has everything in it. And I started going through it last night, and I started remembering, oh, yeah, I need to pack that. I mean, one of the things was a, uh, a nightlight, a battery-powered nightlight for the bathrooms. Like, people don't realize how much you need that because you've been on a Disney cruise, and in the middle of the night, you either turn on that extremely bright white light or it's, it's pitch dark. I mean, absolutely pitch dark in the, in the bathroom. So it's like, oh, yeah, I need to pack that, and I need to pack this, and I've got – so it's been, uh, it's been fun, man. It's been almost – uh, three years, uh, three years this July since I was on board Disney Cruise, and um, I'm relearning uh, everything that I had to know before. I also found Mike my beer mug token, oh. and uh, you know they do a Facebook group for anybody sailing Disney Cruise Line. Uh, something you should know, especially if you want to get to know people, is they do a cruise. They do a, a Facebook group for every single cruise that that you that Disney takes, and and it's it's privately run. It's it's not, it's, it's not run by Disney. Um, but you can join it and you get to know the people you're with. And you also get great information. And so I posted a picture last night with my four Disney Cruise Line beer mugs because I had so many of them, I stopped taking them home. And I started taking the the, the beer token, which is just a card, um, which for those of you who don't know what a beer token is, if you buy the Disney beer mug on board, you get 22 ounces of beer for the price of 16. And instead of having to carry around a glass mug everywhere, you can trade your mug in and they'll give you a token. That way, when we get your next beer, you can just hand your token over. Um, why well, just start keeping the token? So I put that online and immediately I said, hey, if anyone's done a post-COVID Disney cruise, are they still accepting these same tokens or do they change them? And somebody said, nope, they're still the same one. So I am set. I've got my beer token. So as soon as I get on board, I will, uh, I'll get my beer mug. Sounds good. You know, I know the question everyone wants to ask because people have listened to the show before. Now, I know packing for a Disney trip is a little bit different than packing for a Disney cruise. Are mm. you planning on bringing your nicely ironed ponchos on the Disney cruise ship? It's funny you say that. Uh, no, I will not. Okay. Um, but I will. Uh, we're talking about getting some rain on Friday or on Saturday whenever we get a set sail. So I'm I'm a little bit fingers crossed we don't because they just brought back sail away parties. And I'm not sure if they will have it if it's raining mm -hmm. that would be a big bummer because that's something we're we're really ready for um you know the one thing i'm getting used to this is nothing about topic i'm recording during the day and there's a lot more activity around me you can see over my <laughs> shoulder there's a cat literally about to pounce on my head um so if anyone hears like meowing or, or anything like that listen it's not me i'm not insane uh the cat is really interested in what i'm doing right now um but yeah i am taking 
my Disney bow ties, though. You do know that I love my Disney bow ties. Mm -hmm. And I do think that um, for those of you out there, if you can tie a bow tie, you're, 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 you're good in my book. I think everybody should learn to tie a bow tie. No clip-ons. Um, and uh, that's something. Maybe we'll do a bow tying, a bow tie tying lesson on the DDP cruise. Uh, and that way everyone can learn. So anyway, but I want to talk about that. Uh, speaking of the DDP trip, before we grab into the topic, a final payment was due today for everyone that was booked. We got all those taken care of. And I will tell you this. There are some staterooms left, um, but not many. We just added on another family today. And... It was the last veranda room at this time, unless someone uh, cancels, available on the entire ship. So get a hold of us. Show it away with me, travel.com, and, uh, and we'll get that going. Also, if you are booked, some people have some questions. As soon as I get back from this cruise, we are going to start jumping on that Facebook group for the DDP cruise and DDP trip um, to talk about meetups, golf, um, the putt-putt, uh, H2O Glow, all that kind of stuff. So just, just as soon as I get back, now my, my full concentration will switch to the DDP trip. So uh, all that information will be coming soon. Mike, I'm excited, man. Are you going to play golf with us? Oh, absolutely. I can't wait, uh, especially because I can drive down now. I can bring my clubs with me. Um, yeah. I, the one time I did play, I actually had my clubs shipped because uh, we were going down for – one of the girls had a uh, gymnastics competition when they were doing gymnastics, and a lot of the dads were like, you know, we have a whole day where we can't go to the park because the kids are competing at night. What are we going to do all day? And I said, well, I think the best thing to do if we have – you know, guys alone in the park, or you know, guys alone on property. Let's golf. So uh, a bunch of us did that. So the last time I played, I was over at that course that was the one at uh, Saratoga Springs. That course, Magnolia, right there. Uh, the one yeah. that goes from Saratoga through Oak West, yeah, back by the treehouses. I forget the name of this it. This is where we need Joe. Yeah, he knows him by heart. Um, so that's the one where I I think I hit one of the treehouses. That's why I remember from from <laughs> that over that way. Um, so that's the one golf course that I did play. But I'm happy to play whichever one we wind up getting when we're down there for the uh, for Disney. Uh, trip yeah joe is taking care of that so if anyone has any questions uh about that um go ahead and make sure to reach out to joe he will uh he'll get you taken care of. we got quite a few people signed up already i think there's like 11 or 12 of us already mm -hmm. so it's a good it's a good group um actually speaking of that i'm about to get hit golf balls here about three because i'm playing tomorrow um last but not least guys i am unfortunately um, under the weather with bronchitis right now. So I am on medicine. Uh, I, Mike, have been extremely paranoid. You know me, I'm super laid back. But I have tested every day for COVID because <laughs> I have to test to get on the ship. And I am so paranoid to drive to Miami and it come back positive and then not be able to sail. Um, but uh, fortunately, they have all been negative. So no worries about that. But if you uh, if I if I cough a little bit during the episode, I apologize. I will try to hit that cough button. But uh, I am on meds and I'm on the mend and I'm excited to be here. But you were speaking about when the girls are down and they at night have competitions and things like that. And you were trying to think of good things to do in the evenings at Walt Disney World. It got us to thinking a little bit about what are the best places to experience Walt Disney World at night? What are the best places for you to go to really take in uh, everything that Disney has to offer at night? And that brought us uh, to this, this week's topic. And, you know, Mike, I, I posed this question to you. I'm like, listen, if it's post 7 p.m., 8 p.m., sun's going down. Where, if, if we think, where in Walt Disney World would we want to be? And we kind of came up with 10. I think the one that comes to mind first and the one that is the most, of course, now they're mowing the grass outside. So you would never get this during the day. This is crazy. <laughs> uh, the one that comes to mind first is Nighttime Spectaculars. Uh, I think that for every single family that travels to Disney, whether you know the parks or you do not, the one thing they all understand is fireworks. And they know that at some point during their vacation, they want to carve out that hour time to be um, at the nighttime spectaculars to enjoy those. Mike, 
where do these fall on your list? Is this something you do every trip? Oh, yeah, it's definitely a priority. It's something that we want to do, uh, something that the kids look forward to. Uh, you know, we, we've all seen those funny memes that, like, when you when 4th of July comes around in your own town and you look at the firework show that your town puts on, or you're like, oh, God, this is a joke, because we're all so spoiled by the fantastic Disney fireworks and the nighttime shows. And no matter how many times you see them uh, and you kind of expect them, you can almost, you know, replay them in your head. You've watched the YouTube videos. You've seen them in person so many times. But it's still worth going and seeing. And just that overall feeling of being down there, uh, you you know, it's kind of like that we made it part of the trip. I think that's a fantastic thing. My kids love it. No matter how crowded the park is, we always want to make sure that uh, that becomes part of our day. You know, if you miss that, it's kind of like really missing out on a Disney trip. No, I agree. I, it's funny, man. I This last Disney trip, I didn't do one nighttime spectacular. Yeah. I, I, it was, I don't know. It was so crowded for spring break. And... Katie wanted to eat Teponito, and we got it really late, so we we weren't able to see Harmonious. Uh, we kind of watched it as we were walking out of the park, and we didn't stick around in the Magic Kingdom. We left to go eat at where did we eat that night? Oh, uh, Artist Point, mm-hmm. and so we were over there. And for me, man, I don't know. I did. I felt like I missed something on my trip. I just don't feel like my trip was complete because I didn't see it. Now, when Fantasmic finally gets back, which who knows how long it's going to be. They had to drain drain the water again to do some more work. Um, when Fantasmic finally returns, I am going to be front and center. Like That's something I would carve out two or three hours beforehand to make sure I have a prime seat. Or I would pay for a dining package. I think the last time you watched that, we were together, correct? We were together. Yeah. That was that's a how, long that's time how long, That's 2019. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. It was great. That was great. We it sat front and center. Mm-hmm. We, uh, I, I wore um, Tinkerbell wings and and tried to embarrass you. It doesn't ever work, <laughs> but I did my best. Um, so nighttime spectaculars are always great uh, place to experience it. Uh, Mike, what's the next place? Kind of we talked about that. Maybe it's the best place to be if you're uh, at Walt Disney World at night. You know, uh, we've, we're talking about the Disney Dad trip uh, coming up soon, and this is a spot that a lot of us spent a lot of our nights on, and I think it's a great place to spend the night. I think the overall atmosphere at nighttime is great, and that's at the top of the World Lounge. I mean, you have some fantastic views. you got a really good view of Magic Kingdom from where you're at. Uh, just that being that high up, uh, especially during the summertime, that cool breeze on a, hot, on a hot summer night, I think it's a great place to be. And with the sun being set and the darkness up there and really getting the the lighting effect of that whole kind of not bird's eye view but that whole nice side view of looking over Space Mountain and getting a good view of Magic Kingdom I think that's a great place that you can really appreciate it more at nighttime. Uh, I've been up there during the day to kind of check it out and it doesn't have the mm-hmm. same feel as it does during the nighttime No I completely agree I mean it, there's not too many places too at Walt Disney World that are specific to certain um, parties you know when we talk about DVC members and you know being a guest of a member um you have here and you have really the DVC lounge in, in Epcot. I, I, I Does Top of the World fall in my top five places um, to really escape in Walt Disney World? Yes, it does, 100%. I love it up there. Um, it's I have to kind of drag Katie. They do have some, some smaller portions of food and, and kind of uh, appetizer kind of stuff, so she enjoys that. But for me, it's just the relaxation of going up and – you know, like you said, having that bird's eye view of Cinderella Castle and, and Space Mountain and, and the Magic Kingdom. But also, look, I think we can all agree on this. 
When you go to Walt Disney World and you wear a happy birthday button, right? And people say, hey, happy birthday. Or it's a first time visitor. Like, hey, hope you're having a great time, you know, on your first visit. Or you present your DVC card and you get to go somewhere that other people can't experience. It's it's a it's something that not everyone can do. It's got to be like what Club Thirty Three feels like, or you know, it's very special that you that you get to go up there and do this. It's something that you invested in, um, and you earned it by investing in it. And I love that Disney gave us a perk because they don't tend to do that too often anymore. You know, with with being annual pass holders and DVC members. But they gave us this perk, and it's one of the best perks, I think, on property because the drinks are fantastic. The cast members up there make it. I mean, we had the best cast member for the DDP trip. Um, I cannot remember her name for the life of me, but I have a picture, and I'll find it. And she was amazing. I mean, she was amazing. And we would take groups of, what, 30 up there? Mm-hmm. Because everyone's staying at Bay Lake except for me, like a, <laughs> like a, like a not-smart person. Um and we would just have an absolute blast having drinks and laughing. And it was really the first time that Dave really got to know a lot of the DDP family. It's kind of his introduction into the DDP family. And for me, top of the world is, is great. Hey, look, if on this DDP trip coming up, if you're not DVC, you know, a lot of us are. So get a hold of us and, and you know, we will plan a time to be at top of the world. I promise you. And um, just because you're not DVC, we can take guests. So please Get a hold of one of us, and and we'll make sure to work it out because we would love for you to be up there with us because um, it really is great. Speaking of elevated places at Walt Disney World, I'm going to move on to our number three um, in no particular order, and that is the elevated restaurants. This, for me, is, you know, if we were listing these from 10 to 1, it's going to be in the top five. Uh, the elevated restaurants, they're talking about Topolino. We're talking about California Grill. We're talking about Toledo and Dahlia, you know, the lounge. For me, that is one of the greatest places to be at Walt Disney World at night. Not only for the food, the atmosphere, the drinks, but also for the views. It really is incredible. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you've you've got me to love California Grill. It was never a place that I went to a lot of my earlier vacations, and you kind of you know convinced me to go there, and now it's one of our favorites. I absolutely love going there. The view from there, obviously, is very similar to the one from Top of the World, which we were just talking about, and it's, it's a great view. The other restaurants, too, it's kind of got that, you know, you know, I, I, here in Manhattan, when I worked in you know New York City, going to those top of the mm. uh, skyscraper restaurants and getting a look at the skyline and kind of being above everybody, kind of separating you from the chaos that ensues below you. Uh, same right. thing there. You know, it's the same thing there. You're kind of above and, uh, and away from all of the crowded streets, away from the you know the 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 crying kids. It's just kind of a place to really relax and kind of unwind a little bit. And I think having those higher views and at nighttime gives it that really cool ambiance of a, of a, of a hotel, uh, uh, restaurant. Yeah, I completely agree. Topolino's for me. All right. It hasn't passed California grill. California grill has something wrong with it right now. And that's the fact that they're doing the prefix menu for the 50th. Everybody asks me like, Justin, why do you keep saying that you're tired of the 50th? Well, there's a great reason. Like they're, they're doing these like weird things with my restaurant that I love. It's, it's my staple. It's my go-to. And it's so expensive. Holy mm-hmm. moly, Mike. It's like 80 bucks a person. Are they doing a special brunch there still? Yeah, maybe. Okay. I don't know. Brunch is too early for me in Walt Disney World. <laughs> I don't ever look at those times. I don't search well in search times that early. What are you talking about? Um, but yeah, I'm, Topolino has kind of taken Cali Girl's place during this 50th anniversary. 
We went this past time. The views are incredible. I love the outside balcony. You talk about comfortable. They got it. They got it right with Toledo and and Topolino with the balconies. Because when you talk Cali Grill, it's just literally you walk out onto a, a flat space to kind of look over the Magic Kingdom. When you walk out onto Topolino's and you walk out onto Toledo's, it's actual seating areas. So they have outdoor patio furniture and nice tables and and all that kind of stuff. And it really makes it nice to to go up there and relax. You know, when you talk about Dahlia is the one that has the, 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 you know, I'm walking outside right there. But you can go back and forth. I, I could go up there and just spend two or three hours and just have a couple drinks, have some food and just relax for the evening. I think that's what a lot of people, when they do Walt Disney World trips, forget about is they forget to relax. They forget that it's okay to maybe miss a nighttime spectacular, to go do one of these, to be there at sunset, to have that experience, to watch a nighttime spectacular from one of these restaurants. Um, it really, for me, this is this is way up on the list. A lot like Top of the World are kind of the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really enjoy it. Um, Mike, I, you know, I'm not a huge, huge Star Wars fan. I like it. But you are, so I'm sure this next one is really, really uh, uh, happy in your book. Yeah, you know, uh, Star Wars, obviously, a lot of it is taking place in space, and a lot of that is darkness. And um, Galaxy's Edge was cool. You know, the first time I saw it, obviously, I was when the park completely opened. I was opening for the day, and I kind of walked in, and I got that grand view with nobody in there yet. It was great. But even at nighttime, you know, walking through the marketplace with the lights dimmed and the flashing lights mm-hmm. and just the overall, you know, gives you that kind of space station type of feel, I think is really, really cool. Galaxy's Edge was definitely one of... Uh, a very cool place at night. There's a few other places we're going to talk about, like, you know, in the parks at night. But Galaxy's Edge, being that it's Star Wars, being this, that whole space type of thing, I think it really fits it well. I think I think the Millennium Falcon sets it off. Mm-hmm. They did such a good job in the way they positioned the Millennium Falcon and the lighting on the rocks behind it and the way the Millennium Falcon will start, you know, begin to start and the lights come up and, you know, the, the engines are trying to fire. Um, like you said, walking through the market's amazing. They they really did a great job with light. It shows you too, Mike, how important lighting is to telling a story. Mm-hmm. I think some of the places in the parks miss that. Like I, th- I think there's I think there's other places. Like I think Animal Kingdom. There's some places, and I understand the story for Animal Kingdom. You know, is is the wilderness and is you know Africa and Asia, but. You know, it's it's a dark park, man, at night. Like, when you're walking around that place, mm-hmm. there's some paths where you're like, it is dark back here. Yep. Um, and a little bit of lighting in the trees and stuff like that, I think, would be incredible. Uh, but that's that's not the case with Galaxy's Edge. Galaxy's Edge, they did such a great job in using lighting to tell the story. And I think, look, if you're a Star Wars fan, you go over there, I would schedule an Ogas for like 7 p.m., have a couple drinks, and I would just spend the entire evening doing Smuggler's Run, doing Rise of the Resistance, you know, interacting with, uh, you know, with with people on planet, maybe doing a lightsaber build, and just getting those pictures inside, you know, find those photopath photographers, get those pictures at night with those lightsabers lit up uh, in, in Galaxy's Edge. That's, I mean, because those are the coolest pictures we've seen. I think it was uh, Anchor had a picture, like I did a photo yeah. shoot there. Uh, Michael Taylor did. I think... Um, uh, the Raimi family, they had some really cool nighttime pictures with the lightsabers and in front of the Millennium Falcon. And I think that that lighting makes a huge difference. Uh, you know, I mean, listen, a lightsaber at night looks awesome, you know, and then to have those cool pictures with the Millennium Falcon behind you and have that professional shot from a photo pass photographer, very, very cool. 
Yeah, Michael Taylor just uh, tried to call me not long ago. I missed this call. Uh, we because uh, we were recording. Um, but yeah, those those photos are unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, Mike, this next one we kind of go from you know a spaceport far far away mm-hmm. um, to the future, and we're talking Tomorrowland. When you walk into the Magic Kingdom and you get to the hub and you make that magical right turn and you head into the land of tomorrow, the lighting there, I think, is the best inside the magic kingdom yep whenever we do a magic kingdom day uh whether we're gonna just do it during the day and then go back to the resort to do some pool time and then come back to it at night we always tend to finish our night at tomorrowland if if you're ever looking for me in the park i can guarantee you if it's if it's after dusk we'll be in tomorrowland we do the rest of the park all during the day and tomorrowland tends to be our nighttime spot the music the lighting the the overall you know the astral orbiter at night with with the you know looking up into space with the stars above the sky i just think that that whole land over there is super cool uh even the rides when you're riding the people mover the people mover at night is just so much better you know kind of going around and getting a look at everything uh the sights and the sounds from there uh i love it at night space mountain at night looks beautiful all lit up so tomorrowland is definitely one of my top spots and that tends to that always is our last spot at magic kingdom whenever we're there for the day have you ever done magic kingdom in the way it's supposed to be done with a story i i I gotta say i've never have because i jump around too much yeah we jump Um, around we just jump around too much but we always try and end at tomorrowland It'd be interesting to see if anybody does, like, like start in Adventureland, you know, then go to Frontier, Liberty Square, you know, Fantasy, and kind of work your way around the way the story is supposed to be told. Because that's, you're, you're progressing in time is what you're doing, mm-hmm. um, all the way to ending in Tomorrowland. Um, but yeah, I, I think it would be tough if you're, you know, I guess if you're not doing Genie Plus, you could do that. Because you're not... You know, you're not you're not dedicated to ride an attraction at a certain time, right. so you could just kind of be like, okay, we're gonna go along with the story. But you know what I found last night too, Mike? We we're talking about going through Disney bags. I found all my Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom cards. Oh, that's cool. I miss that. Like, why get rid of that? That's mm-hmm. something that's so easy to to keep and maintain, and it's something fun for families to do. It's it's you know, it's not a huge people eater, but it's a people eater. I mean, it you know, it gives. It gives families like me who maybe don't want to wait in lines but want to visit the Magic Kingdom another opportunity to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I have all the all the cool ones because, you know, if you went to any of the Mickey's Not So Scary's or Mickey's Very Mary's, you got a special card back then right? Um, that you could collect at the firehouse. And I was looking through all my cards. I'm like, man, those are really cool. You know what else I found? I found my um, Disney transportation cards. Do you ever know about these? No. Okay, so... I don't know if they still do them or not. This would be interesting post-COVID to see if they're doing these or not. They used to, and it was no guarantee, you could ask your bus driver, boat driver, monorail driver, um, uh, I guess that's pretty much all of them, um, if they have any transportation cards. And the transportation cards, whatever they were, so say they were like on um, a certain monorail, it was a literal like almost baseball card of a picture of that monorail had the details and if you turned it over it had all the details of that monorail hmm. on it like a trading card and they didn't have a ton of them but you would try to collect them all and it says like your this one is two of 32 and now you have seven of 32 and you're trying to collect all 32 cards for all 32 transportation methods around walt disney world wow like i have minivan i have some minivan ones um stuff like that i have monorail i have boat i have like so you, you would ask and i would say 90% of the time they'd be like no we don't have any 
But every now and then, if you keep asking, they'd be like, actually, I do have uh, a transportation card. Hmm. Little little tidbit, right? So be interesting to see. I'll be in the parks this Friday. I'll be in Epcot. But I don't take Disney transportation anymore. So that's the problem. But I will walk by the Skyliner. So I'll stop at the Skyliner, and I'm going to say, hey, you got a, uh, any transportation cards? And they're going to go, what are you talking about, crazy old man? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. We are talking about uh, Magic Kingdom. And as you can find you in Tomorrowland, you can find me at night on Main Street, USA. The way the story is told through the lighting of the lamppost, um, you know, early 1900s, walking through Main Street, uh, through the shops, is, is for me Disney at its best. I really do enjoy Main Street. I could do, a, tell me if I'm crazy. I could do a Magic Kingdom day and not leave Main Street. I could see that. I could just spend, you know, I read, uh, I can't remember the name of the book. I'll have to find it. Um, but I have the book Windows uh, Windows of the Magic Kingdom. Um, and I, it's, that's a, in a really interesting read. I'll try to find that and put that out there. Um, but it tells the detailed story of every single window um, at Walt Disney World at the Magic Kingdom. Also does Disneyland as well, which is really neat. And it's the story behind why they have the names they do and who the people were. And I could spend just a whole evening just kind of taking that book to the park with me and kind of going through the stories and, and knowing these influential people that influence these parks and influence these company to create what, what we have today. Um, I love Main Street USA at night. The only bummer about Main Street, Mike, is because of nighttime spectaculars, it tends to be really crowded at night. Mm -hmm. And I would really like for just once for them to say, Justin, we're going to block off Main Street. Everyone else can get in the hub to watch fireworks. Just for you, <laughs> we're going to let you walk around and look at look at the windows and enjoy it. Uh, you know, all that fun stuff. I don't, I don't know if that'll happen, but, uh, but, you know, a boy can wish. That's my biggest complaint when it comes to, you know, Main Street, obviously, is because, and you know, it has to be. That's where everybody kind of comes in from, and that can be a real, uh, you know, log jam of people trying to get to where they have to go. But uh, and it's, it's almost sad because if, you, if it wasn't as crowded so much, I would think people would pay more attention to the details instead of where they have to go to. You know, you get down that street and you see the castle, and obviously you have that beautiful view, but everyone's so hyper-focused on where they're headed to, what's part of their plans, where they're going to eat, what they're going to ride first. So I think a lot of the really cool aspects of Main Street get overlooked because it just tends to become a pathway for some people to get where they have to go. No, I completely agree. Completely agree. Um, but let's take it back to, uh, to you know, an entrance way to the park. As much as I love Main Street USA, I know there's another entrance, uh, another kind of weenie um, that you really, really enjoy. Yeah, and that's uh, Spaceship Earth over at Epcot. Uh, Spaceship Earth, because you know, I think it has that whole you know space theme, especially when you get over on certain areas. My favorite spot is that when you're on the backside of. Uh, not water you're in the backside of spaceship earth they have those concrete pavers back there and they kind of have those little fiber optic lights that are in the yeah. concrete uh, i think that looks really cool as you're walking through and you see a little different motions in the concrete and the little lights underneath and um that that's a really cool part of that spectacular thing you get at night and, you know that obviously if it was during the day you're never going to see that and i think that's really i mean the new lighting that they have on spaceship earth the whole area around there uh it's got that it, to me some 
sometimes. I hate to say it, it looks more futuristic than Tomorrowland does. Oh, it does. Um, I 100% think it does. So I, I know it's, it's not, you know, Tomorrowland is the future, but uh, the Spaceship Earth around nighttime, that's definitely one of my spots. And same thing, when it comes to PhotoPass photographers, you have some great shots of that during the day. But man, those photo shots of you in front of, you know, Spaceship Earth at night, I think blow away the daytime shots. Yeah, it's one of those things too, man, where um, one, let me say this. I have such great memories at those lights in the concrete like you're talking about. When Riley was a baby, you know, she's maybe 18 months or two years old, we used to take her to that spot and we would sit. There's these concrete benches that surround those lights. And it's kind of secluded. It's kind of like some barriers so you don't just get a mass of people walking through. And we would sit there and she would run on those lights and run and run and run and run. I mean, for an hour. That was like the highlight of her day. You know, she's seen princesses. She's ridden ride. You know, she saw Figment. She saw Nemo. Like, she's done all these things. And then all of a sudden we get to there, and that's like the highlight of her day was those things in the concrete. That brings me to, you should do that at your house, your new house. Yeah. I'm sure it you know, my aunt, much. My aunt in her, in her, my aunt has a theater room. Mm-hmm. And in her theater room, um, she had these people come in, and they poked 15,000 holes in the ceiling and put LED lights in. Mm-hmm. And so it looks like stars whenever you sit in the theater room. I've seen that. I don't have that. I've seen that. I don't have Yeah, it's pretty room. cool, man. It's very cool. <laughs> it's very cool. And is the um, ceiling painted black also? Uh, it's dark. Yeah, okay. it's dark. So like when you're in there, it's, it's actually the whole room's kind of dark because when you go in, um, you sit in there and you can watch watch movies and stuff like that. It's it's a pretty cool room, mm-hmm. man. It's like yeah, you're you're that's 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 awesome. She loves movies, so so it's good that she has it. Um, but yeah, I, I absolutely love it. And then two, as a Disney purist, I was actually really offset and off put by when they said they were going to add all the lights into Spaceship Earth. I thought you know for the for the fiftieth, I thought ooh, I don't I'm going to hate that. Like why are they messing with Spaceship Earth? Mm-hmm. Look, as much as I complain about the 50th, that better stay forever. That has changed the game with Spaceship Earth. I mean, it is breathtaking. It's almost like a nighttime spectacular in itself mm-hmm. because they do small shows with it, and the PhotoPass photographers, the way they're set up, and you can have it lit up behind you, it really is unbelievable. Like I, it, It's my favorite addition for the entire 50th. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. I, I liked when they were doing the projections on there. You know, you have the Mike yeah. Wazowski, you have the Death Star. I mean, some of those projections are really, really cool. Yeah, those are the CI. But you, here's the thing you could still do those. Like, you just turn the lights off and do the projections, too. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, they, if Disney was smart, they could kind of like they do with Hollywood Studios. You know, they have fireworks of the Chinese theater or, you know, fireworks slash, you know, projection show. And then they also have Phantasming. And that's a double people eater at nights. You know, you don't have to. You don't have to worry about everyone going to one location. They could kind of do this with Epcot. I mean, they could they could have a projection show on Spaceship Earth with some fireworks going off, and then also have Harmonious, mm-hmm. and that's double whammy. I mean, talk about. I think I already think Harmonious um, is the best nighttime show right now. But uh, you do that, it's it's going to be breathtaking for sure. So, yes, I love Spaceship Earth. I love all the additions. I love that area at night. I love walking underneath Spaceship Earth at night, the way it's lit, and it just seems so big, you know, above you. 
Um, it really is. That, that whole area is breathtaking. It's going to be much, much nicer, though, once those construction walls are down, Mike. Yeah. Um, and we can, we can really enjoy it. Um, you know, speaking of staying in Epcot, a lot of things we talked about has been lighting. Spaceship Earth lighting, Main Street lighting, Tomorrowland lighting, Galaxy's Edge lighting. You know, it's all been lighting. I think this next one makes the list for the greatest places to experience Disney World at night for the lack of lighting. And that is Exploring World Showcase. I don't know if there's many other re, uh, more relaxing places for me. You know, Epcot's my favorite park. It's not even close. I don't know if there's many other places that I can relax the way I can on Disney vacation, maybe because I've had a few drinks in me, um, like World Showcase at night. With the way from moving from showcase to showcase, country to country, and the lighting dims as you walk walk in between and then comes back up to, to highlight the new country you're in. Mm-hmm. I love that aspect of the way they did it. They didn't say, hey, we're just going to pound these LEDs down on every single path because it's kind of like traveling the world. You're on an exploration onto the, what country you're going to next, and they just do such a good job with it because the lighting seems authentic like if you were in a town. Like when you go to Italy, Mike, mm-hmm. um, in, in World Showcase, the lighting that is that is projected, it seems to me what it would be like if we went to a town like that in Italy. Right. No, I agree. Uh, a lot of those have that characteristic lighting when you get to those areas. Uh, another one, I think China, that the lighting around mm-hmm. the, the, uh, that yeah. area there. And obviously the way when you're in Mexico, the way they light up that whole pyramid area. So that definitely plays a huge part in it and like you said the transition from not having lighting to the dim light and just the overall ambiance you know you're enjoying a countryside area it's not supposed to be amusement park kind of thrill ride kind of uh you know that that type of stuff it's more of you're enjoying and exploring a country and i think they do a good job of pulling that off and making transporting you to those particular areas yeah no i completely agree so if you look if you need to find mike at night He's in the Magic Kingdom Tomorrowland. If you need to find me, I am walking around World Showcase, um, usually with a Schaffer Hoffer in hand and, and enjoying spending time with the family uh, as I enjoy this just peaceful, relaxing. You know, even there's a ton of people, I still think it's more relaxing than most places in the parks. So I, I really enjoy it. Uh, Mike, we're going to go right back to lighting and to ambiance uh, at night. What's our next one on our list? Uh, Pandora, uh, you know Pandora. I was very skeptical about when they were going to do Pandora. Uh, I was not a Avatar fan. I didn't like the movie. I thought it was, you know, it was okay. I didn't like it strong. I mean, I wasn't the fan of it when I thought that they were going to open up a whole section of a park and it's going to be about this. And I said, well, you know what? I think they could have went elsewhere, but I guess you know they they had to do it this way. And I'm really glad they did because uh, that place is great, but it's even better at night with the the way everything has that fluorescent glow. Same thing, they, they light up the sidewalks like they do in the backside mm-hmm. of Epcot uh, better than anywhere else. You know, I think that 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 place there is just a whole new experience checking it out at nighttime. Uh, as good as it is during the day, as good as Flight of Passage is, that place to, to take photo pass photos is amazing at night also. Oh, I think they did exactly what they could do with a lot of other parts of Animal Kingdom because I feel... It's weird, man. Like I feel almost an unease and, and a good unease whenever I walk into Pandora at night because you hear the, the sounds you know, in, in the brush, like there's animals watching you. Um, you know, you, like you said, you have the fluorescent you know, on the ground and, and in the, on the plants. And you, you feel like you're walking. 
I think it's the only place in Disney you feel like you're walking not into a, a land, but you're walking into a living organism. Mm-hmm. Like everything around you is alive and everything around you either wants to eat you or, you know, it's, 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 they've done, they did a really, it, look, a, bravo Joe Rody. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable what they pulled off because like you said, I'm not a huge fan of, of Avatar. How, how do you think that's going to be, man? Because they're coming out with, what, four more, I think, something like that? Yeah, is there? A, I think this was something the other day about a trailer or a sneak preview for something for the yeah. second one's coming out soon. But that's a long time to go between first release and second release. I don't know. And, you know, f- part two movies are usually never that good. Um, so I don't know. I'm curious to see it. Hopefully they knock this out of the park. But, uh, well, you know, I'll, gi- I'll give it its due diligence and I'll check it out. Do you think it's happening because Disney has so much invested in this land that they're like, okay, we need to create a store, almost the different, almost the opposite of a lot of other places that, you know, the land's created from the story. Yeah, like Toy Story Land or Galaxy's right. Edge or right, right. Uh, I don't know, man. I but you know when they were building it, they had been saying that they were planning on coming out with more movies for this. So I don't know. I mean. Was it going to happen regardless? Yeah. Uh, am I glad they made that area of the park? You know, the Pandora? Yeah. I think it's a great spot to be. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what it Do you we'll hope see. we still get, one day we get a land, a uh, magical creatures land? I mean, look, I mean, there's still a, there's still a unicorn parking or Pegasus or whatever it is, parking uh, area in Animal Kingdom when you park because of magical creatures. I would love that. I think that's fun. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you ever remember. Years ago, they had a, the Ringling Brothers and Bartim and Bailey Circus. You know that that circus that would go yeah, around. Yeah. They had a. I have to pull up the YouTube video for that. There was a had a living unicorn, and it was this bad llama with like a like a cone stuck on his head. It was terrible. It was the worst <laughs> thing ever. I have to find that commercial and send it to you for on YouTube. It was the uh, Ringling Brothers had the first ever unicorn, and I'm like, oh, that's not a unicorn, man. That thing looks pretty sad. I tried to take. Uh, it was funny. Katie and I were just dating at the time. And uh, we did a date night, and I bought us tickets to go see the Barnum and Bailey, Bailey, you know, Ringling mm-hmm. Brothers Circus. And um, we got there, and you know, we went to a dinner beforehand. And we sat down, and um, now I've been back since. I went with Riley, um, but we sat down, and this kid, this like little kid, you know, baby, and not even baby, but maybe like one and a half, something like that, pooped its diaper behind mm-hmm. us and the parents just wouldn't change it and so we stayed 15 minutes and left it was so horrendous we were like i'm out i can't i can't do this this is like a third fourth date you know what i mean this is just not what we paid for we didn't have kids at the time and then i remember we took riley and we sat right up front i mean like first row and they brought out the guys who ride the motorcycles in the mm-hmm. circle in the, circle, in the, the ball the sphere yep i i couldn't watch I thought I'm gonna see someone die tonight. This is this is the scariest <laughs> thing. I was so nervous and like wringing my hands, nervous for these people. And like I guess that's what they do. You know what I mean? Yeah, this wasn't but their first day on the job. I, I but one day it had to be. At wow. some point it had to be. And I'm like, how do you get into that? Got me in the conversation. How do you get into doing something like that? Like what? When your right mind says, you know what? Hey, Bill, Ted, <laughs> come over here. Let's uh, grab our dirt bikes and jump in this uh, circle and ride around like crazy till we run into one another. You know, like, how do you start doing that? That's a lot of hold my beer stories. That is a lot of hold my beer stories. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's crazy. So anyway, um, yeah, Pandora does a really, really, really nice job. But I, I would mind to see a magical creatures addition to Animal Kingdom. Um, they Look, they got the area over there. They can, they can put it in. That brings us to our last one. This one's kind of an, a general one. 
So we might hop around a little bit to some of our favorites, and that's the Disney resorts. I, I look. Where do I spend my most time at night? Actually, in the Disney resorts. I get back, you know, typically about nine o'clock, and we're we're not uh, early to bed people, so we we try tend to walk around and kind of take it all in. Uh, I'm going to give you my first uh, favorite one at night, and that is the Boardwalk Beach Club Yacht Club area, and walking around the Boardwalk, and um, especially I actually prefer it when it's a little busy. I like the hustle and the bustle of it. Um, I've never been to New Jersey Boardwalk and and that area or New York Boardwalk, um, but I, I I would think it's about the same. You know, it's kind of got that feel to it with the street performers and with the uh, you know the board performers and with the the food vendors and everything going on. I really enjoy that night, and also you have the lake right there, and you can see the lights. You know, if you're staying at the Boardwalk, you can see the lights of Yacht Club Beach Club kind of projecting onto the water. Really beautiful. You have the boats coming in and out. I really, really love that area at night. It's it's one of my favorite places. Uh, you know, I have a very special nighttime resort spot in my heart, and it's special especially because of this show. I mean, this is where this show spawned from. You know, Jay and I, uh, when we were talking, when I first met him down in Disney World, I went to go have a cocktail with him, an adult beverage at nighttime with him at the Poly. And uh, we sat outside underneath those torches talking about just life in general and getting to know each other. And that's how this show spawned. And if it wasn't for that particular spot at nighttime at the Poly, just the two of us, you know, talking, uh, this we wouldn't have been here right now. Uh, this, this, this whole Disney Dad podcast thing, I mean, listen, it could have been something else, but it certainly wouldn't have been part of me, and it's been a huge part of my life. And the poly at night around looking over the lake area with the torches going, it will always, always have a fond memory in my heart. I think, I, I, I think the poly is maybe the most beautiful at night. I like it during the day, but at night, there's something really special about that area. Even walking back to your room, with the way it's the tiki torches light the way and it, it does have that authentic polynesian island feel to it i i i can't explain to people enough if you've never stayed there at least go explore at night you know go over and maybe get a lapu lapu or you know get something and just walk the property you know go watch the uh, electrical water pageant you know go just go enjoy the views from the Polynesian, um, go go over the Poly for to, to watch fireworks at the Magic Kingdom. You know, see them see them go off over overhead. Is it the most beautiful? I think probably it is at night. I think it probably is. But I'll give you another one too, Mike, that I really really enjoy at night, and that is Animal Kingdom Lodge. And it has to do, you know, this is your home away from home. You love AK uh, L, and it is has to do with the fact of. Walking out onto the Savannah platform viewing area, it's dimly lit. You know, we talked about the lack of lighting sometimes is better than being huge projections. And you can hear the animals and you can, you can, you know, see them in the distance a little bit. And you do feel like you're on a safari at night. And the way that the lodge itself is lit on the interior, I really enjoy it. I think the Animal Kingdom Lodge at night, I mean, if we, this could be a whole other show is resorts at night, but. I think Animal Kingdom Lodge at night is another place where I can just relax. I'll never, I will never forget for the rest of my life. Our first um, post-COVID trip, actually, this is in the middle of COVID, uh, back to Animal Kingdom Lodge, and we stayed at Jumbo. Jumbo had just reopened that week. It was us and four other families, and that was it. In the entirety of Jumbo, I parked my car. It was three other cars in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. There was one cast member working the front desk. That was all. That's all you saw, the entire place. Um, and we walked in to 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 Jumbo, and 
literally other than that one cast member, we didn't see anyone from 8 p.m. at night until the next day. And we walked the property. We went out to the savannah. I mean, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. You felt like you were in Africa. You know, you come back to your resort. The next day you were going on a safari. Like, it, it was really surreal to be in this massive resort kind of by yourself. Um, really, really cool. Um, so for me, Animal Kingdom Lodge. Uh, you have any more, Mike? No, that's pretty much it. I, 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 like I said, a lot of the resorts at nighttime, uh, especially when you get that dim part when the, you know hanging out in the pool. But there's a lot of really cool spots at night, and uh, definitely exp- a lot of people take for granted their resorts. So definitely take advantage of it, especially if you're a newbie going to Disney. Uh, enjoy those resorts because they put a lot of money into those, a lot of time into those, and a lot of effort to make them the, the wonderful places that they are. I'm gonna throw one more in there, and I'm gonna lump them all together, and that's the All Star Resorts. I think the All Star Resorts at night with the larger-than-life characters and the larger-than-life theming and the way the lighting is done on those is really, really fun. Like, that's that's Disney at its highest. I mean, people people think, oh, I've got to stay at a, a deluxe resort. No, you don't. No, you don't. I'm telling you, I love the All-Star Resorts. Half the time, we'll do a split cash stay, and then we'll do DVC. And when we do cash, we typically are at Pop or, you know, um, uh, movies or, or one of those resorts. Riley doesn't want to leave there to go to, you know, Beach Club because she enjoys it so much there. So for me at night, I absolutely love the all-star resorts. I think if you haven't seen them, take the Skyliner over um, to Pop or AOA and just walk those resorts at night, grab a drink. Get a pizza. You can get pizza there. You can get pizza at the other resorts, except for Boardwalk. Um, but get a pizza and, uh, and enjoy it and walk and see those larger in life because some of our fun, most fun pictures come from those resorts at night when, you know, Baloo's all lit up or, or you know, Ursula's all lit up and stuff like that. So go check them out. I really enjoy them. You know, we talked about some of the amazing lighting and lack of lighting. And, you know, that really bodes well for taking some great pictures. And I think you should take those pictures and put them on our DDP Today Facebook page. You know why? Because we have some great DDP family with some great pictures. And that brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that would be Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. It's time for us to get our Picks of the Week. All right, Justin, since it's just you and me this week, why don't you uh, give me your pick of the week? Yeah, buddy. I'm going to go with my good, good friend, John Castano. Um, he said, finally able to get back to my tattoo studio and couldn't think of a better one to get. And he has a Mickey, uh, um, kind of just the, the shape of Mickey's head, you know, like we see, like a hidden Mickey everywhere. And in the middle, he has 48.6 where he is run dopey. Um, he actually has the dopey hat on the Mickey. It's super cool. Uh, really great tattoo. And what an accomplishment to be able to run uh, dopey. I know we've got quite a few people doing dopey this uh upcoming january they signed up um they are on the ddp uh sorcerers running uh team over there go join that page facebook page ddp sorcerers running page um that is legit one of the most positive places on the internet people there it doesn't matter if you're taking your first steps or if you're about to run 48.6 miles in four days um people there are are there to cheer you on and to motivate you and to help you uh, reach whatever goal you have set, whether it's just getting off the couch or it's, or it's, you know, doing marathons. Um, it's not just a place for runners. Um, I will say this really quick, Mike, I have a meeting tonight with a couple of the guys. Um, we are um, rolling out some really cool stuff for marathon weekend. 
um, we will not only have, you know, packages to where, you know, you can go and travel to Marathon Weekend uh, through Away With Me Travel, but also we will be doing some um, charitable stuff going on. I'm not going to release details yet because we're, we're finalizing everything. Um, but meetups, I'll be down there in the parks. Um, we're going to be raising some money to give to some charities. Lots of lots of great stuff coming uh, for the DDP Sorcerers. So make sure to be on the lookout for that as well. As soon as we get those details finalized, I will put that out there and uh, we'll start to really ramp up for Marathon Weekend. I know, look, I know it's January of next year, but it'll be here before you know it. Um, but we're going to raise some money to give uh, to some amazing causes and uh, and try to pass along this Disney love and Disney positivity and maybe. Uh, help another family that maybe couldn't experience it get out there and, and enjoy some Disney love too. So um, look for that. Uh, trying to trying to trying to trying to spread the love a little bit, buddy. Very cool. Looking forward to hearing about that. How about you, Mike? Uh, my pick of the week is going to go to Donnie Hebert, and I'm a little bummed that I didn't get to see him. Uh, we were trying to make plans. Actually, Sarah and Laura just got back from Disney this weekend. Sarah had a cheerleading competition. She did pretty good. She was happy with how her stunt went. Uh, so she was down there for the weekend. Um, it was a quick trip. They were literally down Friday night, and they were gone by Sunday afternoon. Uh, I wanted to go. It's something that I want to do. I love watching my girls compete. But Sammy and I stayed back. Sammy had school Friday. She really couldn't miss it. And I had to work this weekend. So uh, I had to work Saturday night and Sunday night. So it kind of took it out of the works for me. But Donnie's been posting pictures and he's been on a trip this last week. I think he did nine days total, uh, something like that. He's been back and forth the last couple of days and great pictures. It's been fantastic. Uh, my one picture in particular was the he nailed the Space Ranger spin with the nine 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 all the way across. Yeah. And I know Dave's going to take credit saying that's because of his words of wisdom. But I think uh, Donnie's a good enough Disney expert that he probably nailed it on his own without having to listen to Dave. So uh, I'm we don't want to give Dave you. credit. No, 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 no credit for Dave on that one. Donnie, Donnie's yeah. done it, been there, done that many times. So, uh, Donnie, you have my pick of the week, and I am sorry that I missed you this weekend. Um, I can confirm, too. I was talking to Dave that uh, I was texting with him yesterday. He's on his Disney cruise. The sail away parties are back, like I said earlier. So, that's back. Pirate Night's back. Um, you cannot hug characters on board DCL yet, though. Okay. So, that is not back yet. But you can get very close. Maybe they'll change that next week just for you. Well, I don't think they have a choice because I'm just going to grab them. <laughs> What are they going to do? Throw me overboard? I'm going to have to walk the plank? All right. Kissing Mickey on the nose. Just get ready for it. Um, you'll see me on one of those Disney news sites. Disney podcaster, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Assaults Mickey with love, with too much love. Um, yeah, I tell you what, you, you nailed it. Look, if you've not gone and joined the DDP Today uh, podcast Facebook page, you, you're missing out. This is where all the positivity is. This is where all the pictures are, the stories are, the fun is. This is where we interact. So make sure and go and do that. Um, also, a lot of you took my advice from last episode. Look, add me on Facebook. My Facebook page is extremely boring. It's my wife posting photos of me doing Disney things uh, most time and a little bit of uh, Kentucky sports uh, mixed in there. But uh, other than that, you don't get much more. But here's the problem if you don't add me. Um, I had quite a few messages from people that I felt bad that I did not see because it goes to this weird little Facebook area that you don't even know. You know, it's like a request area. Um, and uh, I, I felt terrible that I hadn't got back to a bunch of you. So I tried to knock all those out, got back to you really quickly. And uh, but just add me. It's in that way. It comes right to me. And I, I don't miss you next time. Um, so make sure to join the Facebook page. And also, if you are interested in becoming a Patreon member, Click that link right below. For as little as $2 a month, you can join. You can not only support the show, but you get extra content. You know, each and every episode, guys, we do look, we do this main show, but the soon as we finish, if you are a Patreon, it kicks right into the Patreon show. And the majority of the time, that extra show is it's not five minutes or 10 minutes. 
it's a half hour. It's 45 minutes. I mean, so we've gone an hour sometimes, and it's not always Disney topics. If, if you want to go a little more adult with the DDP Today dads and, and, and family here, then you should join that because we do go a little more PG-13. We tell some stories that you know we cannot tell on this, this side of the show. Um, it's a lot of fun over there. Also, depending on what tier you choose, A, B, C, D, or E ticket, um, for those higher ticketed uh, membership levels, you do get video of the patron portion of the show. We have live events for everyone, all the patron listening right now. We are actively planning our next live event, um, and that will be the chip challenge like we discussed. Everyone has their chips. Mike, I know you're super excited to not be in this one. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will play some Disney trivia while they eat uh, those those extremely spicy chips. What are they called again? Uh, the Pacu, uh, Pacu, Pacu chip, one chip challenge. challenge or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so we will play some Disney trivia as they are eating those chips and trying to trying to get through it. Uh, lots of fun. That's the kind of nonsense we do on the Patreon side, guys. So you get that. You get um, access to the Patreon Facebook group. Lots of bonuses. There is some some uh, DDP today swag. There will be new DDP today uh, merchandise coming out in the next uh, month or so. I will be creating and distributing that um, through T Public through a brand new site. And so I will link that to the show as well once we get that up and running. Um, other than that, guys, look, I appreciate you all so much. I know I say it each and every week, but I really, really do. This has become, for Mike and I, since just the two of us here, look, never in our wildest dreams did we think that almost five years ago that we would be sitting here today where we are, you know, planning vacations with, you know, meeting up with, with tons of you in the parks. And, and, and not only that, you guys opening your, your homes and your hearts to, to us and letting us to be a part of your Disney family. And I know it sounds cliche, but it really does mean a lot to us. It really does. And, uh, we, we appreciate you guys being as open with us and, and, you know, look, we, we try to, we try to be in contact with as many people as possible. Sometimes it takes us a little bit of time to get back to you, but we do love you and we do appreciate you. So with that said, Mike, let's close this thing up and let's, uh, let's head over to Patreon. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, Justin, you said it best. I mean, word for word, you explain how we feel about this, this podcast and about the people that are you know part of our lives. And uh, I'm glad I got to be here with you with another week. I'm glad I was able to smuggle in some time during my busy schedule to be with you and really enjoy this. And uh, I'm looking forward to the Patreon part. Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate you, Mike. Um, get some sleep, buddy. I know you got to work tonight. So go back to bed, get some sleep, and I will take over Patreon from here. Patreon family, stand by. You're up next, as the famous Joe says. And for everyone else, have an amazing week. Spread some Disney cheer. Smile. It's infectious. And we will see you real soon. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good night. On behalf of the Disney dads, we want to say thank you. We hope you find a little magic in your life every day. Spread some Disney love and keep moving forward. And they all lived happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the and that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.